Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, poddlers, or should I say legendary poddlers, as, well, we left the orphanage behind. For now. For now. And now we're diving into a different world. A spiritual world. A world of conflict. world of, well, there are still babies around, but they have parents this time around. Well, some of them, at least. But it's also a world where there's tension. There's different nations, you see. Each ruled, or rather governed by a different principle based on element. That's right, we're diving into the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. And specifically, we are going to be diving into the Roku era. For those who are not familiar with Avatar The Last Airbender, there's a hundred year war. Slight spoilers for the first uh, two seconds of the original TV show. During that hundred year war, it was an atrocity. The Fire Nation, well, they attacked all the other nations. The Roku era is actually set about 20 years before that. So right now, the nations of Air... The Air Nomads, the Earth Kingdom, the Fire Nation, and the Water Tribes are kind of in a bit of a, what some would call peace, but some know differently. Some know that there's hidden tensions going around. Some would say, uh, describe it as a cold war, a lot of blaming, a lot of under the scenes thing. And that's where we're diving into. So while we'll still try to stick with the humor as best we can, there is going to be a bit more serious theming this time around. So um, I hope you do stick around. And also, hey, I'm Jack. Uh, you might remember me from uh, our first season is Hi, I'm Thwompkins. But And also I got, we got some new, some old players with us. Aaron, you want to start us off? Sure. Hi, I'm Erin. I'm the business director at Even Fitting Games, and I was Henry on the last season. But yeah. <laughs> Lee, you want to reintroduce? Hello, I'm Lee Baldwin. I played Daybella on the last season of the Even Fitting Games Presents podcast, and I'm not sure who I'm going to be playing yet on this season, but. We'll find out today. That's part of what Session Zero is all about. And returning from his, what, what was it, one or two episodes you were in from Season 1? We got Garrett. I showed up a few times. Hi, I'm Garrett. I do a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff here at Even Footing Games. And for this, because I wasn't involved in Babies and Broadswords a lot, I'm going to be playing a Foggy Bottom Swamp Tribe character who has a parent that was also in the Earth Nation. So that was kind of my concept. I like the Foggy wa- foggy Bottom Water Tribe because they're, they'd be a little different, don't you know, and stuff. So I haven't quite worked out exactly what my character will be doing other than he's a waterbender. And we'll see all how this goes. And also we got a newcomer to our group, Lisa. Welcome. Hi, I'm Lisa. I don't know what to say after this. <laughs> I It's okay. okay. It's okay. <laughs> I know Aaron. And Aaron invited me to do this, and I said yes, because it sounds really fun. Well, well, welcome. We're really glad to have you on board. And we're settling with four this time around, this season, so just like last time. Who knows? Maybe we might get some guests here or there. We're not sure yet. We haven't thought that far ahead yet. Are we supposed to plan? Oh, wait, planning. Who plans? Wait, am I supposed to plan? We don't have to be toddlers anymore. So we could think more than two minutes in advance. Uh, we can. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> We're like uh, you're teenagers. telling me I'm the freaking G. We're going to think I'm the ten minutes here. ahead. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I like that. Ooh. Well, speaking of classifying your characters as something, to start us off with the Avatar Legends book, first off, 
Oh, actually, before I even get to that, I should explain a few things. First off, we're going to be playing Avatar Legends by Magpie Games. It is run off the basis of the Power by the Apocalypse system. For those not familiar with Power by the Apocalypse, Power by the, po- Power by the Apocalypse, which is almost a tongue twister in itself, is a tabletop RPG system. It's a template made to create more narrative-driven games, where, for example, some like, for, I'm going to tell you the name, Dungeons & Dragons, which is kind of tactical with role-playing, or Pathfinder, for example, or any of the major D20 ones, they're kind of mechanically tactical with RPG. Powered by the Apocalypse games tend to be narrative RP first. For example, one of the main basis of Powered by the Apocalypse games is rolling. You're not rolling a D20 here, you're rolling 2D6. And you don't roll to see if you succeed or fail. That's not what you're rolling. What you're rolling is for narrative results. If you get a 1 through 6, well, technically 2 through 6, because you can't really get a 1, you get what's called a uh, miss, meaning that something narratively bad happens. It doesn't mean that you failed. Who knows? You maybe did too good. You know, let's say you're talking to that guard and you're trying to sneak into an area. You're trying to convince them, yeah, I'm someone important. I'm trying to get in there. And you're trying, you know, you're trying to, let's say, steal something from the inside. Well, the guard, you roll a narrative miss. The guard could be like, oh, you are big of important. You know, I'm going to, you need an armed escort. You're that important. And now you have to deal with the fact that you have an armed escort with you. You did too good. He's my new friends. Yeah, he's he's a new friend, but, you know, not the kind of friend you want at that time. Seven to nines are what's called a mid-success, meaning it's usually success, but there's a little bit of a complication. It's good with a little bit of bad. And then 10 plus is, well, you you did it just how you wanted. Maybe a little extra. And also, Powered by the Apocalypse games are also a bit more player-driven, meaning I'll be asking you guys a lot about your results. I may give you fun choices and let you decide how exactly the fail happened, how exactly you succeeded. Um, so I won't be guiding your hand too much, but I may, but so a lot's going to be on you guys and it should be more fun in regards to your interactivity. Some people like it. Some people don't. I have a feeling you guys will. Um, and hopefully it'd be more fun for you guys, our poddlers, legendary poddlers to listen to. Um, as you guys will get a bit more insight about how we see our characters and how we want, how they want them to actually succeed or fail. The thing with Avatar Legends and what makes it unique about as a Powered by the Apocalypse game is that it brings in its own mechanics. First off, it has a balance system. What balance is, is sort of a yin and yang, your yin and yang with your character. Basically, you have an internal conflict that you're struggling with and your actions and mood can be fueled by this. So your character may have a problem with, let's say, trying to understand its own self-reliance, but also learning to trust someone else. Let's say it's learning about being, you know, thinking ahead versus rushing in head first. Also, Avatar Legends has one of the most extensive power by the apocalypse combat systems I've ever seen. It was designed by martial artists to actually try to create as close they can to a realistic narrative driven combat system so you should be seeing some of that down the road anyway back to the back to the actual characters as i was saying it's a good thing that you define yourselves as teenagers because the game actually has requests from you players about defining your characters it has certain tenets the main thing is that you're all skilled martial artists there's no ifs ands or buts about that you know how to fight you also have all answered the call willingly meaning that there's no one who's like you know forced into their situation you also are not killers or villains okay that's one of the key tenets is you have to be trying to do basically 
more aligned along the lines of the greater good. This plays heavily in regards to social because this game has a lot of social mechanics. Also, you have you you are friendly. And it's not just talking about friendly to the world. It's you're talking about friendly to each other. The game requests that the players player characters mostly be friends. Just like the show. Aang and the group, they're friends. They have fun. Yeah, there's some teasing and stuff. Maybe even like a, you know, a dramatic moment of a disagreement. But they're typically like an actual like slight episode arc or something, and they always tend to forgive very quickly. This is because part of the reason is, again, socials is important. Also, you are still growing and learning, meaning none of y'all are masters. None of y'all are masters at pretty much anything you do. You're still, you're not babies to the world, but at the same time, it's a big world and a lot's changing. Also bear in mind that in this game, it's a lot like Babies and Broadswords, where it's the idea that death is not really much of a thing. But at least in this game and this narrative, death can happen, but it's big, dramatic moments. It's not just throwaway like, oh, hey, we just killed five bandits. No, not at all. Sometimes it's a little vague, though. Sometimes it's a little vague. You know, sometimes you run off on a boat and, oh, oh spoiler. Um, okay. So now that we got that set up, hopefully you guys got a little bit of an idea of what you want for a character. Because what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about our characters. And then we're going to go into the interesting mechanics that Avatar has about setting up a campaign, even before you flesh out your characters and their character, your like character sheets. Aaron, let's start with you. I am going to be playing somebody from Earth Kingdom, somebody who is not a bender, probably, and is probably a technology person, a person who is kind of devoted to studying. And that's, I mean, oh, you also want my playbook. Um, general idea, because I know we did talk a little bit beforehand. Uh-oh. What we we planned. <laughs> I also am probably going to be playing the successor playbook. So I'm going to have some sort of legacy that I am deciding whether to, like, progress versus, you know, keeping with past traditions is kind of my my narrative balance issue. Fun. Sounds great. Also, technology is fun in the Roku era because this is when a lot of the technology is being really developed that you see in like the original show with like the Fire Nation war machines and stuff. A lot of that is being first developed in the Roku era. So it's a great era for technology, especially. Granted, you know, not as fun as Korra with shock, shock gauntlets and freaking cars and stuff. But you know what? We got some fun. We got some fun in the Roku era. Garrett, who'd you bring to the table? So, I'm going to bring a, like I said, a foggy swamp tribe character who was raised, one parent was a waterbender, one parent was just normal Earth Nation, but they moved to be in the Earth Nation, so it's probably my father was the Earth Nation, my mother was the foggy, was the waterbender, and kind of working in agricultural areas in the Earth Nation, using some waterbending to you know, irrigate crops and things like that. So I was looking at probably being a foundling because of the dual uh, heritage and also Foggy Water, or yeah, the Foggy Water tribe really is very isolationist at this point. So it could have been a, uh, they encountered some other, or while they were trading with some Earth Nation. Of course, there was a love interest and my mother left and then worked with my father in the fields in the Earth Nation. So I was looking at doing a foundling, foundling waterbender. And for those who who have 
Avatar Legends at home. Just to let you know, the Foundling is found in the Wang Tong supplement book, um, so it's not part of the cool ro- uh, core playbooks. Lee, who did you bring? I am going to be playing Mayu Oda, who is a firebender male who's just very, very excited about the different cultures coming together in this era and learning about different technologies and wants to meet a lot of new people and share the wonders of the Fire Nation, all of our awesome technology and all of our awesome, you know, techniques. Cool. Mm-hmm. Lisa, who did you bring? I am looking at the idealist, actually. His name is Tawa. So, um, I actually thought more of you would have powers, and I kind of didn't want to have a bending power. But that's um, totally well, fine. Uh, two are benders, one oh, is okay. not. I think I will also not be i am thinking about just have of having fighting training nice what kind of weapons were you looking at oh that is a good question now bear in mind avatar legends does not have like a list of weapons or anything like that it's okay we can come back to it you don't have to choose right this second you could probably also go based on what nation you're wanting to be part of they'll have preferred weapons i am from the earth nation oh well, I know a fun group of weapon wielder non-benders in the Earth Nation, the Kyoshi Warriors that use their uh, battle fans. Oh. Yes, but they are traditionally female fighters. And oh, they are traditionally female. Yeah, you said you wanted to be a male character. That is correct. I, yeah. missed, I forgot that detail. I'm thinking maybe in acrobatic chi blocking. Ooh, earthbending chi blocker. That oh, sounds that's a, fun. Oh, um, that would make me earthbending? Uh, not earthbending. No, 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 no. no. I, I, Earth nation. Earth nation. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. I just need to say earth. <laughs> that sounds really cool, though. Really? No, I, yeah. I want, I, yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, afraid there's actually a f- if I'm too cool, there'll be a lot of um, expectations <laughs> of me. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> No, no it would be fine. It's okay, Lisa. Um, I expect nothing from you. <laughs> I, I expect great that. things, so we'll we'll have medium expectations between the two of us. Okay. <laughs> fun fun little history about chi blocking. It's from what it's gathered is that chi blocking was originally possibly developed by air nomads, um, and then actually mm-hmm. passed down first and foremost to the Fire Nation. And also, fun thing, what is the air? What is uh? been happening a lot right now is a lot of air nomads are getting around during the roku era they are traveling around yeah they're sharing knowledge so that's very you know extremely possible and really fun Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay now that we got our the basic idea of our cast now we get to go into some of the fun campaign creation because here's the thing avatar legends does not expect me the gm to actually have like this, oh yeah, hey guys, I got this cool idea for a campaign that I'm going to throw you guys into. Uh-uh. We're going through this together. Actually, you guys are. So first and foremost, we're choosing a scope. Um, scope is narrow or broad. What that means is narrow means you guys are trying to stick to one area. Broad means travel. And you guys get to choose which one sounds better to you. I'm And I am fine for anything. I do not have a preference or anything like that. If you guys want to travel around and see the world, check out different cultures, I'll totally run with that. If you want to stay in one place and have a, you know, like a very personal situation with a lot of reoccurring characters and stuff, totally works for me too. It's all on you guys. 
So what I'm going to say is that typically I like to do a narrow scope with a shorter campaign because I like getting to know NPCs a lot better than mm-hmm. just stopping in once in a while. My character, I feel it could work either way because seeing several places, of course, is pretty great, but also having like one project where you're working with locals and stuff like that seems like good too. Mm-hmm. I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa, do you have any input? I also agree. So we're leaning towards narrow? Probably. Yes. Okay, so probably stick to one place, one area at least. Well, because we've got an interesting cross-section with several characters from Earth Nation background, but then Lee having a Fire Nation background. I'm an ambassador. Hi. Right. Yeah, that does lead to some interesting things. Uh, Roku Era has a lot of interesting stuff with actually the Earth and Fire Nation in particular, as they are some of the biggest leaders in the new industrial era. So you guys are already helping me create ideas in my head. Now, we, we chose Narrow. Now you get to choose a focus. Basically, what we do with a focus is you guys are kind of picking an objective for the to be an overarching story. Now, granted, I'm going to try to do this episodic with fun little things, you know, fun little condensed stories, but with an overarching narrative. The focus is that big overarching narrative. The choices are to defeat a villain, to protect a place, idea, culture, person, thing, to change a culture, society, place, or person, to deliver a person or thing to place, culture, person, to rescue a person or thing, or to learn an idea, culture, training, history. I sort of, we had talked sort of about the sacred island as maybe a place we wanted to be from or or take place at. And I think that the idea of coming to this place to change it or help it in some way would be really good, uh, especially since there's some technology-minded people, some agricultural-minded people. I think that would be an idea. Well, what if our objective was to deliver because I know that we had bounced around some ideas previously about being possibly tied to the Washington library and that if we were supposed to bring something to the Water Nation island or to be off or to be there go there to head off any conflict. Well, That's why I mind. was leaning more towards learning at the end. Because whether or not we're changing something, I I don't know if that's something that we are really trying to do as a people. Like you, um, focusing on, you know, books and studies and stuff and culture and everything. I I guess we could try and change it, but I feel like more of our overall goal is to learn about other cultures, right? Our personal goals? One thing that's interesting is what you guys are talking about with the Sacred Islands. That's a conflict right now. For those who have not read the book, that's a, a an island where it's sacred to the Water Nation. It's typically a meeting place where the North and South converge and discuss. Right now, the Fire Nation is sort of kind of occupied there and don't seem to be leaving. But also, if I may recommend also, not too far from there is Natsuo Island, which has its own conflict with the Fire Nation and Earth Kingdom. A lot of the refugees from the Crescent Island disaster that was caused by Avatar Roku are a lot of those Fire Nation people are trying to move into Natsuo Island 
and the Earth Nation is having a problem because that's their area. But these refugees from the Fire Nation kind of have nowhere to go. I'm bringing that up only because you guys are a Earth and Fire Nation group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of cool to to like maybe be helping those the refugees or helping you know settle stuff. Because Sozin is trying to lay claim to the island, saying that no, 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 this is ours. Our refugees, our refugees should go here. Earth King's like, ah, no, that's one of our major resource gathering places. I don't know about that because it is a huge place for for again gathering resources for in, for both nations. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, specifically says following the discovery of a large cache of ore on the island. So right now there is a huge battle about that. So I mean, it kind of leans also into your tech stuff. Um, again, I'm throwing out there as a possibility. This is not me at all as a GM guiding you. It's supposed to be your choices. If you want to do Sacred Island, I'm cool with that or somewhere else. You tell me. Yeah, we should focus on our focus, I think, before we choose a location. I think that, that will help choose our location. So yeah. yep. what is everyone's personal goals for their characters? For me, I was hoping to be kind of my technology background is because of my family's ties to the Wan Chitong Library. And I kind of think that they are a little too protective with their knowledge. And I kind of want to progress society. So that's my fight is for protecting the knowledge versus just, you know, getting it out into the people's hands. Now, okay. bear in mind with the Wan Shitong Library, the one in the Roku era is a little more lax than the one we see in the Ang era. Because part of the reason why the Wang Shitong Library kind of closed its doors was mostly because of... Well, spoilers, Admiral Zhao and his burning of the anything having to do with Fire Nation secrets. But yeah, they're still very secret about their stuff. It's just not as bad. It's not super... People are, are able to make the pilgrimage, but it's still quite a lengthy journey, hard process. It's not for the faint of heart. Through a desert. Yeah. Yes. With a horse with no name. So you're looking to share knowledge. In the same way that I yeah. might be. Okay. What about you, Garrett? Yeah, so my character would be going along the same lines of sharing knowledge, but mine is more of a cross-cultural sharing knowledge than of having the, like, learning how to use, combine some of the earth and water bending to be able to feed the populations. And that's kind of what my character was brought up with and why his parents fell in love. Mm-hmm. So he would be interested in hey, if there's knowledge, we need to use this. And it, it goes with his balance of unity and heritage of how far do you go between being distinct and how far do you go towards bringing unity to people. And then that knowledge would also help bridge that gap uh, to help everyone overall. So that would work. And that's kind of why I thought possibly doing like a delivery, but the delivery doesn't always have to be an item. It could be knowledge. It could also oh, be, fair. let's go find the library. It could be our adventure. Lisa, do you have any personal goals worked out yet? So my personal goals are not as noble as all yours. I just, can I just want to eat, pray, love? Can I just be like, oh, I want to find myself. Well, which playbook were you going with again? <laughs> the Idealist. Oh, bear in mind, with the idealist, you have a particular mindset with that one. Yeah. I mean, part of your, part of the thing with the idealist is you kind of had a situation in your life that kind of led you to needing to go through 
whether or not you need to act or forgive based on your past sadness and grief. Isn't this perfect then? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this as in like, you know, to make you elaborate on it. So if you're looking to try to rediscover yourself, you know, how, how your character got, her, got uh, his groove back, then that can definitely can be a thing. Actually, Lisa, were you a bender? I am not. I am a chi blocking acrobatist. Acrobatic chi blocking is my power. Okay. My my skill. So one of the original, or one of the ideas I had bounced around was like when I was thinking about possibly doing idealist, was having one of my parents caught up in the Earth Nation's quelling of the Earth Sages. So they kind of got rid of the Earth Sages and set up like national colleges of bending. Oh. And so that could, and I was going to use one of my parents being caught up in that as my tragic incident. And then that could also give all of us a quest to possibly go on, going to Woshitung Library to try to figure out what the heck happened. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like, my character definitely has some something happen where they're like, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> Type of thing. I was saying, just because your parents are a bender doesn't mean you are. Yeah. That's true. Was that a question to me? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no. Uh, I- yeah, I was saying that if our inciting incident was someplace else that we had met and that was in our backstory, and then we were going back to the library and like I had been gone for a while and I'm trying to lead you back a little bit. Yeah. yeah that could work. Yeah. I think I definitely need the support sure. of friends. Friend apostrophe S. No, what is it? Parentheses. <laughs> <laughs> One or more friend to guide me back in. On the, yeah, I will point Aaron. out that if we <laughs> if we decide to do that, that might change our scope because we're I going to a place. I was yeah. gonna get to that. That was on my mind. Yeah, it was on my mind too. But I think if we're finding something that fits, yeah, we we move change things up to fit. Yeah, yeah. There, there's it's not it's not uh, signed, sealed, delivered until the very end. Mm-hmm. But it also finds a reason why we're together and why we become friends and gives us something to work towards. Yep. So, I mean, sure. if you guys want to be like, so basically what you guys are talking about is um, you're trying to learn a bit more about what happened to Lisa's character's parents and situation. And maybe along the way, you guys are actually also checking out some tech along the way, too. Yeah. Okay. So I think at that point, the focus would be to learn. Probably. Yeah, and especially if we came from one of these islands where there were refugees and we think that there needs to be, you know, that we need some things set up to help them, like that's hoping to bring that back at some point kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So in other words, so this is going to be a bit of traveling then. Because, I mean, we got the refugees and everything like that, but you're talking about bringing Lisa's character to the Wang Chi Tong Library, which is quite a distance. Yeah, it does seem that way. Wait. I don't want to be the focus. <laughs> <laughs> it's focus details. So at that point, I'd say probably say the scope is broad, which means road trip. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to write down that you guys are specifically trying to learn 
the uh, details regarding how Lisa's character's parents were missing or killed or what have you. Maybe even the fate of them as a whole. Maybe you could have, ne- you might not have ever known their fate. Right. And I think that's one of the overarching mysteries that's talked about in the Legends book is it's not exactly known what happens to all those sages. Correct. So you could be learning about what, what exactly happened to them. And it could also work out that my father knew your bending parent. So there's there's yeah. ways to, to tie us all together through Earth Nation type stuff. And we can work out how Except we bind Lee in. Well, if we're if well, we're starting off at one that, of the I'm just refugee coming. islands. Uh, yeah, if we start at that island, the most of the refugees are Fire Nation, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're on Earth Nation... Well, it's island. it's it's contested territory right now. Right. No one's really mm-hmm. laid claim, but each are laying claim. Yeah, right. It's not Earth Nation. They keep saying that it's not. So I don't know. You where know, you're getting your crazy ideas. Well, but it's like would... it's like it's like know. it's like sometimes if you talk to some people about is the Statue of Liberty in Jersey or New York sort of thing. <laughs> oh, people fight about that. Some people do, yeah. Yeah, but I think that would be a good starting spot because that would also explain. Where there are refugees would also explain why my character was there to help refugees and also feed the population of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that would have been why my my character was feeling very like, ugh, the library is just trying to keep everything secret and I want to go out and do my own thing. But like, maybe it's good that some of that knowledge is safe in a place and, you know. Tell me all your stuff. Well, well, you have met someone. Maybe I will find that that reason that it's a balance. Yeah, I mean, you are meeting someone who very much is like, I need to know what happened. And you're like, the library probably knows, but you're also kind of like, oh, this is getting into some deep stuff. (laughs) Because this is getting into, like, government conspiracies and stuff like that. Like, do I want to know? Well, yeah, it'd be be that, well, I'm going to assume your character does. But it's also the idea, for example, that also works great for Aaron's character, who kind of has a problem of like, you know, tradition versus progress, where it's the idea of, yeah, we should make this information known, but, oh, this might not be good to know. <laughs> and this might not be well, good for the public like to know. If, if the public knows, yeah, there could be a big happenings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that sounds interesting. Now, granted, I don't see too much with... Lee's character in regards to too much to connect except for trying to just help out friends. But that's mm-hmm. okay. I mean, as long as you're okay with that. I can I can definitely try to find I'll some fun along. stuff with you in, along the way. Alright, I'll uh, make my own fun. And uh, same with Garrett, which is fine, as long as Garrett's okay with that. Well, for me, it could, it could hinge on the unity versus heritage and that dual oh, heritage trying to, go, trying to wrestle with Man, I know about this water nation. I'm a little ashamed of the Earth Nation's actions. How do I how do I work towards a unity of those things versus an individualistic aspect of it? And who knows? Maybe going to the library might have some very good information needed for the um, for the tribe. Yeah. Okay, I'm all I'm all for it. Of course, I mean I don't have a choice. It's up to you guys. I'll find a reason why I'm going. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think we got definitely have a focus. The scope has changed to broad. Definitely broad. Now, we head down to your inciting incident. Now, 
Avatar Legends, and most actually, most powered by the Apocalypse games, have their own way of doing it. They tend to avoid the, all right, let's all meet in the tavern and try to find a reason for all these people to get together and do a thing. And instead, they like you to actually have like a narrative incident that happened that got you guys together. So that way you're starting off and you guys kind of already know what you guys are about, what you guys, how you guys met, maybe your attitudes towards each other, stuff like that. So your inciting incident is basically you create your pilot episode. And it's down, and the way Avatar Legends does it is they break it up into a three-act structure. So the main thing with Act 1 is you get to choose. You befriend an ally who gives you access to blank. You discover a secret hidden by some powerful figure. You did something fun, but drew the ire of a, of a powerful figure in the process. Or you learn the frightening plans of this powerful figure. So you get to choose which one of those sound more fun to you guys. Oh, also, we have to choose a location, which I guess sounds possibly like Natsuo Island, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Could the ally be one of us? No, it's expected to be an ally not of the party. Okay. And keep in mind, this is kind of how you guys met. So let's say Natsuo Island. We can all try to work out why you guys mm-hmm. are there first. What brings each of you to Natsuo Island? I think that I would have gone there if I knew that there were refugees to go help settle people and also maybe learn some about the resources. Get some of that sweet, sweet ore. But I, but I would have wanted to help technology for refugees yeah i would be there wanting to use water bending to help feed the refugees because everyone loves good cabbages spend the water right into their mouths <laughs> <laughs> well using it for irrigation primarily now lee you're in an interesting position because you can easily be one of those refugees yes yeah, so my original idea was to be a more of like a noble figure the son of a noble but that can still be a thing. That can still be a thing. I was going to say, I might be some kind of... Considering there are some political tensions, maybe some family members were sent there to state claims, establish titles over lands, and or could be that we used to be a lot better name, and now we don't have a house. And so all of the, the power would lie in a name, but... I think I like the idea for this character to be more like an ambassador. So I think the first option. So I, I came here to give some credence to the idea that this is a Fire Nation land. So we have we have our nobles there. Look at them. Or even going to comfort the refugees. Being sure. there as a, well, here, I am here to guide you yeah, I'll do that while too. you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, what idea do you have for why your character would be at this Natsuo Island? Well, I would think that I am an outlaw type person and just Mm. without any guidance that just I kind of knew that. Would you like some suggestions? Yes, maybe. Yeah, 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 I would. 
Okay. Um, well, I mean, if you want to go with that outlaw type, I mean, this is an area that's ripe for some picking. Uh -huh. I mean, there's a lot of really <laughs> valuable ore that a lot of people want back on the mainland. Refugees usually means uh, very hastily brought together items and valuables. And not, um, on their back. and not such good oversight <laughs> from uh, any police type figures. Exactly. Okay. Easy to easy to take advantage of people. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. It's gonna be very easy to take advantage of them. Um, so it depends on what course you want to do for that. I Maybe yeah, it, that sounds like a Robin good, Hood sort. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't do crime because I want to. It's because I need to. Because like you know, I don't have resources because my parents aren't here to guide me. Well, and that would make sense being on this island. You're doing some crime to get by because your parents sent you to the island thinking it was safe. Yeah, but like, you know, I'm one of those people who have a conscience too, I guess. So it's kind of like... Well, that's good. That's kind of a requirement in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I, while, even though I do this and I justify it, I'm also like, that's kind of sh**. So... I wish I didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and bear in mind, you know, that also sounds like the rogue playbook too. But I'm not the rogue. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can draw inspiration from some of the other playbooks. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. In fact, um, some of the advancement options are to literally take moves from other playbooks. Yeah. So even though I'm a foundling, I'm still taking some inspiration from idealist. Okay, so now that we have that set up, Act 1. So which one of these options actually thinks you guys think uh, sounds more fun? Because obviously you guys have a very easy way to meet up where you guys, you know, maybe just among helping or, <clears throat> you know, helping in quotation marks the refugees for some of you. Maybe got drawn into something, drawn into something, maybe seen something you shouldn't have, or maybe we're all tasked with something because you just happened to be at the right place at the right time, or maybe the wrong time. All depends on what I you like, guys want to choose for your act one. I like seeing something that we shouldn't have seen. Yeah. Like, I mean, that feels yeah. really like to the knowledge seekers, mm -hmm. like it feels like something that would instantly attract everybody to like, oh, well, this is why we, we need to go more. find out more. Ooh, I like that. So that sounds like we discovered a secret hidden by some political figure or some powerful figure. So who do we think that powerful figure is? Feel free to make someone up. It doesn't have to be any NPC that's actually, you know, known in the book or anything like that. You know, throw me ideas. See what sticks. Well, I guess the question then is, do we want it to be a like a Fire Nation official or an Earth Nation official? Both are kind of uh, not in the greatest positions here. Right. Mm -hmm. No one's in the right. You could even have found two that were working together to, like, Ooh. you know, make money off of refugees. Actually, I... Like, it could be a racket. I kind of like sounds that. Sounds interesting. You have an Earth Nation and Fire Nation officials going under the table to shake hands to uh, swindle people. Interesting. I like that. Sure. Let's go with naming the fire name. I'm looking at names right now. Let's call the the fire nation official Zhao Long, and then we'll call the Earth Kingdom Jixin. 
And that Interesting. W- that stands for self-confidence. So we have self-confidence and like a dragon conspiring. Do we want to give them any titles? I don't know enough about the titles. Yeah. I think military titles. I was just going to say ambassador. Ambassador Jixin and... Oh yeah, they could just be ambassadors. I like the idea of one being like a high-ranking merchant and the other one being like a military kind of thing, like that... raising up prices, Ooh. splitting the difference we'll have, kind of thing. We'll have Jixin be the head of the merchant guild. And then Ooh, we'll have, fun! Then we'll have uh, Captain Zhao Long from the Earth Nation creating some tension that creates more of a drive for Jixin's oars and the wares that he's able to pedal. Oh, I like this. I like this. So Zhao Long is using some, he's inciting some of the Fire Nation people to create a little bit more of a tension to drive up prices. And then they're both splitting Fun. the difference. Okay. So how'd you guys find out about this? Jerks. We saw it. Oh, you saw it happening. We saw we saw the meat. <laughs> how do we? S- <laughs> yeah, we how can do all we just see kind it? of know each other because we've all been working with the refugees, and like we were all these two guys who are not supposed to like each other. We we saw them meeting. Actually, we saw them in disguise. We saw them in disguise, pretending to be refugees, and we happened to be nearby handing out food, and. It was Lee's character who recognized Zhao Long when hey, that's my dad's fa- friend. <laughs> when when his cloak, yeah, when his that's... cloak fell, like his his cowl fell, and it was like, wait a minute, I know him. It's that island of wind, right? And then of course, Lisa's character, being a little bit on the on the take, would have recognized. Wait, that's that merchant guy, and it Ooh. was when one of us pointed, they both saw. <laughs> Uh oh, there's those kids. Get them. But what were they doing besides being in disguise? Because that doesn't say much. Well, that sounds like the act two. Oh. Or they were okay. they were exchanging money. Exchanging money. Could be, yeah. They were exchanging a scroll yeah. for money, and they were talking open or talking to each other about what the agreement was. They shook hands, traded, and we saw the exchange. And we would know that these people would not usually have business together. Yes. Or shouldn't, like, have financial dealings. And they should Yeah, that would be act two. And yeah. like, pretty easily discover the truth. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to act two. And then we got to get off the um, island because they're after us. And while we're going, we well, might as well find the truth about that. Lisa's parents. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting to oh, that. Yeah, that <laughs> we're getting to that. Act two first. Yeah. Okay. Um, the choices are... I'm going to read them anyway, though it sounds like you guys already have a choice. I'm going to read them anyway. You stole a valuable item from a powerful foe. You discovered a terrible truth about the location or a powerful figure. You defended a pl- an ally or a place from a powerful foe. Or you discovered a valuable item and drew the error of its owner, who is so-and-so. So discovering a terrible truth sounds... It sounds like the obvious choice, but we could but also do destroy. what if... Yeah, what if... Not only did you guys, here, here, little, 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 little GM fun here. Let's say, for example, you saw the meeting, and they were obviously exchanging documents. Maybe there was a 
airbender child there who was working with the refugees and other air nomads to help in the area. And you convinced him to, you know, sort of do a blast of air to get those documents away. So you have evidence. Yeah. And I might want to take that to the library. <laughs> you might want to take that to the library. Well, in the library is where we'll get, where we'll get help. Because actually can also be something where maybe you got a lot more than what you were expecting. Maybe. I mean, that's definitely. We thought they were just (laughs) raising the prices, but something else bigger is going on. Uh Uh-huh. I have an idea, but it's supposed to be you guys. No, I kind of want to hear the idea, though. (laughs) Well. We'll find out. All you guys want to hear my idea? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. We're, We're not supposed to act out this part. Yeah. But I can say, for example, maybe you got documents for a very dangerous bit of technology, a weapon, as well as battle plans. Though none of y'all got the full pieces of that information. Right. I mean, it could very well be that Jixin is here to sell out the island, but still maintain his merchant role. Wait. Oh, Jixin is the Earth Earth Kingdom. Kingdom. Maybe Zhao Long has special orders from a certain Fire Lord to make sure and that those resources are in the hand of the Fire Nation for his upcoming projects. And frame the airbenders. You got it. We would never. I say the the stole for sure. Yeah. I think that. No, I think stealing plans is Mm -hmm. that works out a lot better than they saw something they shouldn't have. Yeah, but somewhere in there we managed because then we to have the an plans. object too that can lead to other stuff. Yeah. So. Yep. And then it makes sense to have to get that to somewhere safe, which would be the library, because we stole don't... shady dealings and paperwork mm-hmm. regarding military shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. That's one word for it. <laughs> and Chicanery. clearly dangerous tech. That's so hurtful to my character. Dangerous tech. What? No, it's supposed to help people. <laughs> exactly. That's why we got to go report this. Okay, so we can say you definitely did that and drew the air of them. And also probably went on a mad chase all through the island yeah. as you guys are now being, you know, wanted. Now we move on to Act 3. The choices are, maybe our mind, Act 3 is supposed to be the climax. You fought and barely defeated a powerful foe. You narrowly escaped capture by a powerful foe. You saved or rescued an ally from a powerful figure, or you were saved by a powerful foe uh, from a powerful foe by an ally to their detriment. Ooh, save from a foe I by an ally would e- work. Either the second one or the last one is the best choice. No, I, I feel agree. like narrowly escaped is the is. I like that one too. Fading. I'd say narrowly well, escaped. I, the other one's fun, but yeah. Well. With an ally saving us could be someone from the library coming to save us, but it cripples them. Well, yeah, it could also be the fact that you guys have, I've already mentioned, that air nomads are here. If air nomads are here, there's a certain high-powered figure here right. who likes to hang around with air nomads. A, a gentleman by the name of a Roku, maybe? Just throwing that out there. Who's my boy. He actually feels personally responsible for the Crescent Islands because he was responsible for what happened to them. So him, the refu- helping the refugees is actually a number one priority for him. Yeah, and that could be where he manages to save us, but that really hurts his reputation. 
Oh, again, I'm throwing that out there. I'm throwing out suggestions because. Uh, why know, would you save us? Well, yeah, that's what I'm. I'm figuring is like why? Why would a couple? You know, a because couple dumb, dumb a kids. child, airbender child, told him what happened. Doesn't it also start that he starts realizing the path that things are going down, and he wants to try to stop it, but he doesn't know how. Yes, this is at the point narratively where Roku is kind of like, okay, I see that while it looks like I have peace around here, I do not. And it's all hidden. Yeah, and it could also be he learns of the plans that we managed to stumble upon, does not like that, but realizes we need to get away. Yeah, I I also, though, kind of think that if we had the plans and if the Avatar is there, why wouldn't we just give the plans to the Avatar? Like, why wouldn't they be just super safe with Roku? Because he actually deals with political figures, and if he's out in the open, you can't just hand something to him that's, you know, major, and have him actually not be able to have to deal with it. He's in the day-to-day of, like, his life, doing Avatar things, so he doesn't have the time to bring this information to the library. And it would be a major major (laughs) political embarrassment for him. So let's just send these teens well, to yeah. do it. Well, I mean, no, no, they're, they're, well, are the first-hand people who found it. Well, I was more thinking in my mind that it's not so much like you guys have a lot of time to explain him. the situation. Yeah. So it's more like he gets maybe knowledge that you guys have something important. You need to get away and thus gives you the opening to get away. Yeah. Because he doesn't have time. He doesn't, he, he has no clue what you have. He just knows it's important. Yeah. If you guys want to run with this, I, with I, I think it's certainly an option. I just think no, it you makes guys, more you, sense you, that we just escape. Because okay. bringing I'm, in like the Avatar and everything on episode zero just seems like a lot. <laughs> well, okay. The big thing, again, it, the, the only reason I brought it up is because it makes narrative sense for him to be there. Yeah, he would be in the same place. I just don't he think he could be there. But super well. like, yeah, I, I just don't think that he probably knows about us or that we have any way to get to him well, sort of thing. And I kind of like the idea that it we do a narrow escape as opposed to him taking a major Sure, that's fine. A major I, I was throwing Action. out a suggestion. This yeah. is all you guys. Even being just politically shamed, we'd have to work. That's a lot of working in, but he could give us the out for why we narrowly escape. Say like the the troops of Zhao Long or Jixin who are after us. But he gives us the out to get, narrowly get away and get on the boat to get off the island. Again, if you guys don't feel comfortable with, you know, bringing in that sort of thing where it's just a little tease, because who knows, I might bring in Roku later, depending on situations. No, I, I kind of like that tease. I don't want to, I'm not sure that we want to get to the scope of having the Avatar be a major NPC in our Ally, adventure. yeah. Oh, well, I, I totally get that. Like I said, it could be something as simple as you guys are trying to get to a boat. Yeah. He caught wind of you, and he actually just causes a little bit of like, you know, not the distraction, like, I'm causing a tsunami. Maybe it's literally like, no, he just literally pulls one of the dock workers aside who might see you and actually starts, you know, asking them details about something to draw their attention away. Yeah. Or he stops and asks the people who are pursuing us, what are you doing? I demand to know. I am the Avatar. Yeah. The and we're like, oh, well, oh, maybe crap. not that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Let's get out of here. <laughs> That's Avatar Roku. Let's go. <laughs> Aaron, how are you feeling about that? I wouldn't want him to be an ally right at the first. So No, no, I, no. 
This is definitely not like, oh my, he is now going to be traveling with you or something. No, no. This is just a tease just for the idea that in the pilot, you know, in the Roku era, having little Roku tease makes sense. Yeah. Not that again. This was this was purely a me suggestion. If you guys have something totally different, this is this is your show. Not that Roku becomes our Uncle Eero. No, no. I think that that works for that. So we do a narrow escape off the island. Sure, I think that works. Lisa, do you have any input? I think it is great that we um, don't include him, just because I feel like to like it, it's to his own detriment. Like I think that would. Yeah, that's kind of why I was suggesting he shows up, but enables our getaway, but it's not a detriment to him. Yeah, he doesn't know. He just knows that there's a bunch of, you know, a bunch of teens being chased, rather with extreme authority, and he demands to know what's happening. But, like, he would actually stop them from chasing us because he knows that they're bad, or, like, he assumes that we're good. Okay. I mean, the way I'm seeing it, the way I'm picturing it, based on what you guys did, you guys stole something extremely important. So the amount of heat that is on you and the amount of force that's being thrust on you is extreme. Yeah. I mean, you guys stole information that is literally like key to a lot. So, you know, the fact that he probably sees like practically almost all the troops imaginable right, <laughs> from both nations being set upon you. No one knows why. He, I can fully understand why he's like, what's going on here? Yeah, but this not is a little to us. Alarming. He's saying that to the the officials. Yeah, basically slowing them down enough for us to get away. Yeah, but you would okay. like stop your officials from doing work. Like, hey, explain to me. Like, you know, like if you saw um, if Roku the, is if you saw huge. if you saw the two SWAT if you saw two SWAT teams <laughs> bearing down on four kids, it's kind of a what's going on here? Yeah, if I wouldn't ask them, I'd be like, oh, like. That they must be really bad kids. So they must have done something <laughs> really bad. So I'll let them capture them, and then I will know find out the situation. No, I mean this is me. I think that's where Jack's idea of an air nomad filling him in on hey something's going on. There's something fishy going on. I don't exactly know what it is because the Airbender wouldn't have seen the papers we've got. Maybe the air nomad is the one that has the ally that ends up worse for it. Yeah, that could be the, the, the air nomad the, is a kid. Like right? maybe we had an air, but uh, an air nomad friend who was helping us. Yeah, and yeah. got the things away, but uh, he did not make it out. And we're yeah, just no, that's, that him? makes more sense. We are horrible. <laughs> so it says the uh, says the uh, person yeah. who was quote unquote helping refugees. Actually, <laughs> it could be the airbender is the one who gets captured by the authorities. They think he's got the paperwork, but we're the ones who do. And he's just like, go save the papers. Yeah. Go to the library. He, well, and maybe he's like, well, Roku is buds with my buds, so yeah. I think I'll be able to get out of this. But you guys probably wouldn't be. Oh, able okay, because you guys are like nobodies. Okay, thanks. I think I think that works. I think that works a little bit. Yeah, better. no, that makes more yeah. sense. Uh, no, that makes that makes a lot more sense. And you know, obviously, they they have a hard time pinning things on the. Oh, God, because that actually makes the fire, oh, the fire nation and their propaganda against the air nomads is just starting. Yep. Exactly. Oh. That's why it's yeah. propaganda. Did we cause the war? <laughs> How dare no, you? No, you didn't cause the war. <laughs> Sorry. 
sounds like we no can. no this, this this has is been in the works crude, this is okay this is this just add, this is just this would be more adding fuel to shozen's fire yeah no pun intended cool i am a big fan of this i like i like actually i like that a lot better than what i said it makes more sense cool so do we now we're going to the actual pl- trend ever or we're just like oh that's yeah. so bad i really like we'll him, see him again but like, okay <laughs> Maybe. So basically, it's like, oh, he was kind of a dick to me. He like, you know, <laughs> like I was kind of a jerk. Actually. He he never tips. Like he always just like makes us <laughs> just, like when whenever we go out to eat, like he never tips. So we end up tripping in more. Ugh, okay. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Wait, no. It should not be a tipping nation. Just, tipping shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not. Let's actually. Let's. And I would have you know, the Air world. Nation would always tip. <laughs> In our fantasy Nation world, would always he tip. always forgot his wallet. Yeah. He doesn't have pants with pockets. You guys are making a shady airbender. <laughs> <laughs> There's baddies everywhere, man. You know. Yep. Okay. Cool. Badness doesn't doesn't live in isolation. <laughs> well, you guys want to give this uh, this this airbender a name then? Yeah. Hold on. I'll. I've got the names. I'll pull up a name. Skeevy McNotips. But we should like never reference him by his real name. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just he just sacrificed himself we to help you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin over there. Oh, <laughs> wait. Oh, I, he did. Okay, now we like him because like we hated him all along, but he did something for us now. So now we all feel yeah, bad. finally. <laughs> wow. I know we covered his ass so many times. Like he eats so much. God damn. We'll we'll call him Hayate, which which means sound of the wind, which is the sound we hear when he opens his pockets. <laughs> Anytime he opens his mouth, too. <laughs> Hot air coming. <laughs> Hayate. This is complicated. Okay, Our so maybe we do, Hayate is, do is reference him by name then, because it is Hayate. so fitting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Wendy. <laughs> I just hey, see you're all full yeah, of hot air. <laughs> I mean, we like Chief him. Skate who but... happened to save us? That's what I'm gonna write. Yeah. He's kind of like our friend who's the worst <laughs> until he saves um, you know, everyone's butt. I think he's more of you guys' as friends. You know. <laughs> we'll get Jimmy to come on and play him. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> but only in like flashbacks. Yeah. No. <laughs> or, or is that oh, who Jason has dead. to come on to be? Okay, that sounds fun. I'm all for this. All right, so I've got. I, mean, I, I have to be. I have to be all for it. Jowlong, Jixin, and Hayate. Yep. Yep. I actually put it all under the character creation tab. Okay. Now we get to the actual playbook stuff because you know you guys have characters to make. Yes. Whoa. Not that big a deal. It's really not. Most of the playbooks already have set up stats. You just add a plus one to whichever one sounds interesting. Avatar does stats not like some other RPGs where it's like physical, you know, like strength, dex, all that stuff. Instead, it's more about your character's personality and disposition. Mm -hmm. So the stats are creativity, focus, harmony, and passion. Now, bear in mind, passion is specifically, I have to note, is not passion as in, you know, like, I am the great... Lover known throughout worldwide. No, it's passion as in like, you know, you get heated up, you get, you know, angry or harmony is a bit more about being, you know, finding peace, finding understanding. Focus is a bit more being able to see the fine details and creativity is just, well, kind of what it says, being creative. And you get two ones, a zero and a negative one? For most playbooks, yes. The ones that are on the ones that I have, it should already be there. 
Yeah. Mine are pre-populated. Yeah, actually, I, so yeah, we, we, I, I was going to say. We can switch them up or... No, no, no. You, if we're going up by the book, uh-huh. um, you keep it as is, and you just add a plus one to whichever one you like. Oh, you just get one extra point wherever you Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I think I did that already, because I have one, one, zero, negative one, or something like that. Yeah, I think the character yeah, keeper... One, one, zero, negative one is, is pretty straight, is pretty much the, the norm, so... Oh, so I have to add one on top of that? Correct. Choose yeah. one to add one point into. Yeah, so okay, we got the adamant, the foundling, the idealist. I'm gonna so the in the character keeper you have And the successor. The stats are different than what it has in the character it sheet. Is? Yeah. You can then, then go then go with the one on the character I'll sheet. Mirror. Because that's the I'll make it mirror what it says what it says on the character sheet. Yeah, go by what's on the actual book character sheet. Yep. I thought the book we had I mean the character sheet we had had it correct, but it's not Please correct that. Yeah. Oh, it's easy when you're copying stuff to miss details. So I guess I'm putting an extra one in creativity? Up to you. Bear in mind that in this game, there are social moves and just basically narrative moves as a whole. And each one is associated with a certain stat. Let me pull up my list to give you examples. So we basically take those stats and add a plus one to one of them. For example, assessing a situation, that's kind of your investigation. That is rolled with creativity. Pleading with an NPC, that's harmony. Relying on your skills and training, that's focus. Pushing your luck, that's passion. Intimidate is also passion. Guiding comfort is harmony. And tricking an NPC is creativity. Those are the basic moves. And in combat, which we'll go over when combat hits because it's a, it's a doozy, defend and maneuver is focus. Advance and attack is passion. Evade and observe is creativity or harmony. Let, let me know when all y'all are good. You can choose your starting moves. Main thing is I want to do the connections. The connections are two questions that are specific to your playbook that's supposed to be answered by the other, or not answered by, but the target of the answer is your other party members. This is to create your relationships. Yes. Uh, for example, the adamant with Lee. Uh, so-and-so takes issues with your methods. Perhaps they have a point, but I certainly can't admit that to them. And you choose who you think, with their approval, fits that description. I I don't know who who doesn't like my character. I guess. <laughs> well, no, it just takes issues it, with your methods, takes issue not with what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> which in this case, I guess your methods are usually more, you know, refined. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like we don't know. I can make a suggestion. Well, I can. Do well, this, this, I is, this like... is this is this is to create how much you know about each other. Yeah, you're creating. That I was gonna say together. If, it seems like I can do mine. If you are being more subtle, maybe Lisa's character is more overt. Well, how about this? We answer the connections with whoever wants to volunteer to be that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, who would like to take issues with uh, Lee's character's methods? What is her method? Well, let's think. We can make that up now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought guessed it, and I missed it or something. So yeah, no, no. That's a th- you're supposed to be making this stuff as you go. That's so the thing. So character is fairly brash and to the point, right? Yeah, I guess he's going to be pretty upfront about his goals, and I mean, he usually tries to talk things out, though, okay. and uh, he's not like I'll, aggressive. I do not have an issue I would with say. that at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Just say what you think. He he's <laughs> it, he's not physically aggressive. I would say so, and he's pretty open. So do you? Your stances, do you normally gravitate towards an aggressive stance? Or 
I mean, again, this is the idea that you come from refinement. Some oh, do not. Actually, that could be it. Maybe I yes, do. Yes, very refined, very elegant. You're too hoity-toity. Like, oh, let's talk everything okay. out. Okay. Like, um, no. Yeah, I can do that. I'm stronger than you. Listen to me. <laughs> okay, that's, that's yeah, talk a lot. I'm smarter than you, so maybe you should <laughs> Um, I would be smart, too, if I got your education. Okay. <laughs> Alright, this is, this is gonna work out. I like this. Yeah. See, this work. is what I'm talking about. This is, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. Your second question is, so-and-so is your lodestone, which is a mechanic for your playbook, for the adamant. The lodestone is the person that you can go to, who you can be open with, who you feel comfortable with. Your character, as, as an adamant, are supposed to have a lot of built-up emotion. Should we maybe find some of the other connections before we do that one? Yeah, sure, that's fine. Let's go back to that I was gonna one. Say, I feel like this is a big one to start with. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's go with the foundling then. Your first question there, Garrett. So mine is, Blank seems to think that one of my heritages should be valued more. There's something persuasive about their words. I mean, I could take that one because I would probably be one of pushing you more towards like Water Tribe than Earth Tribe. Well, it'd be more oh, of the so foggy bottom. Foggy yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah. Actually, and that would work out with my second one, but that makes the two of us kind of lynch for each other a lot, though. My second one is Blank is so awesome with skills and heritage that I've never seen. I want to learn all I can about them and their background. Actually, that might work out better for, like, Aaron, because I wouldn't, well... Because mm -hmm. of the technology stuff? Yeah. yeah, the technology. Yeah. Because I use bending, but don't use a lot of technology, but technology would fascinate me. Okay, so we answered the second one. Yep, so then we'll do Lee for the first, because you think I need to rely more on my water, and I'm wanting to lean more into Earth technology, and that would sure. work in my balances. All right, uh, Lisa, your, your questions are, I recognize some of the pain I have felt inside of blank. I'm going to try to help them. Again, someone can also volunteer. Actually, what's your second? I feel like I've already set myself at odds with Lisa. Yeah, so <laughs> I think Lee already answers my second question, is that she frustrates, oh, he frustrates me when they act without thinking about the consequences. And I just, I'd maybe Aaron for my person. Like, I first person? recognize yeah. your pain. Yeah, can. Or would it. Yeah, oh. maybe there's a lot of stuff going on with the tech. I mean, she's. Aaron's character's got her, got their hands on this extremely valuable tech. And also, they're going through the pains of having to deal with their own, like, cultural identity. And Earth Nation being kind of in, like, with the, the, with the sages, we kind of have similar. Yeah, there's some, you know, there's some shame. Yeah, that can all work. Oh my. Okay. Is Mayu? Is that how you say it? Oh yeah, Ma Mayu. Okay. And then we got the successor, Aaron. Blank has major concerns, fears, or grievances with your lineage, and also you by proxy. So who would maybe want to have a little bit of worriedness about the library or technology? That wouldn't fit me because I find oh, your technology fascinating. I mean, that sounds like just by order process of elimination. Sounds more like uh, Lee's character. Yeah, I is that guess okay, so. Lee? I say it's not necessarily the technology in any of that that I'm against. It's the fact that your heritage Earth. is keeping secrets. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty against Fire that, Nation so. propaganda would say that's a no-no. Yeah. Yeah, you need right. to share everything. So there's nothing um, to do with the tech. It has more of the information. Yeah. And well, and honestly, that's part of my balance. So that yep. I. I understand that. Mm -hmm. 
And if we want to do your second one, Aaron, uh, blank seems free of their past in a way I wish I could let go of mine. Hearing them talk about the future feels amazing. I can only think of one person that fits that. Garrett. Yeah. But Garrett seems free of their past in a way I wish I could let go of mine. Hearing them talk about the future feels amazing because Garrett's also about tech. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, his character is also about tech and also the fact that it's not hung up on the past, maybe the heritage, but not the past. Right. Because um, the my, whole point of the idealist is definitely hung up on their past. Yeah, my but, family has made peace with both of the backgrounds, but it's me trying to find the balance between it, but trying to learn accepting of my history. And that would be appealing to you. Okay. Garrett, you did not put your character name in your character sheet. Oh, she, she, S-H-I. So she, for the, for the name backgrounds, has to do with good, like a good water name. And then to bounce back to the lodestone question, I think out of just process of elimination, it sounds like uh, she might be a good candidate for the lodestone. Yeah. So she. Yeah. It definitely can't be Takwa. No. So it's got to be either one of you, and I feel like. And that would make sense with you like the idea that I'm from the Water Nation and that I'm mm-hmm. a, a re- remote, foggy bottom. A water nation mm-hmm. person and that's something that's different from you're suspicious of both of the earth nation folks and you keep trying to yeah. persuade me to lean into your water i so also Go just want to like man. high key have a really awkward crush on lee's character oh <laughs> was that here we go I, i'm sorry because, wait what was that because i want to i want to i want to high key like have an awkward crush on lee's character nice i condone this <laughs> but i care about you so i guess i support it but you should be careful you because should choose better they people. don't seem like well i think i'm very why so it's because it's very but it's also like kind of like doomed already because like you're already kind of suspicious of my secrets yeah <laughs> Like, I feel like... Tell me your secrets. <laughs> Lean into the I awkward. Like it's, you can it's... tell me anything. Also, because we're playing teenagers, I think that somebody needs to have really awkward crushes. Oh, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a given. <laughs> I'm fine with this. I don't get crushes. I get crushed on. <laughs> Emotionally. I'm emotionally unavailable. For all our legendary potters out there, we're cutting things... I would say short, but not really. Um, we're going to finalize all the characters in our rules talk episode. That's actually going to be separate now. Before we always attached them. Now we're actually doing them separate. So be on the lookout for that. And you can find out a bit more about the character creation for Avatar Legends and also who these characters are before we even start recording the next episode. So be on the lookout for that. But hey, if you just want to come into the next episode, the next episode should definitely be all the fun, the actual playing of the game, the mechanics, the intrigue, the drama, the shifting of balances. Thank you all for listening. Again, I'm Jack, and with Even Footing Games, well, how about this? Well, we usually do our usual bye bye you know, all that fun jazz here. So I'm going to let everyone give their own special little take on what they, what they are looking forward to. And we're going to sign off with that. So real quick, what are you looking forward to the most, Aaron, about what's coming up? I'm looking forward to knowing more about the library and being able to do library stuff because libraries I like. Garrett, what are you looking forward to the most? I'm looking forward to the teamwork and getting out of some tight situations. Lee, what are you looking forward to? Meeting our first NPCs. Lisa, what are you looking forward to the most? Learning about my parents' deaths. 
been following at all? Die. That is important. So, sorry, and, my first reaction is to say pants, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I am looking forward to telling an amazing story with you guys that all of our legendary poddlers can enjoy week by week. <laughs>